What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You like the Just Baseball show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never seen before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm really happy right now. I hear that you're not happy. A, a little Tweety Bird is telling me that you're super pissed off about something, Pete. So let's get the intro out of the way. I'm Jack. That's Peter. And this is the Just Baseball Show. Today is Tuesday, June 8th. And now, Pete, tell us why you're so pissed off. Well, well, first, I'm very happy to see you, Jack, after a long weekend. It's nice to see you again. I'm back in New York City. And that's where it starts. Okay. I love New York City. I'm a big fan. Do you? But it's 92 and sunny. It's not even sunny. It's just 92 degrees. It's cloudy, and it's about as humid as possible. I'm sitting in a room right now that's probably 101. So if I say a bad take today, I apologize. It's because I'm just overheating. Number two, the Yankees got absolutely demolished by the Red Sox this past weekend. It was one of the worst performances I've seen from a baseball team in my entire life. And the umps were screwing us, too. It was basically the Red Sox and the umpires versus the Yankees. And even when we're not playing well, we can't even beat the Red Sox if the umps were on our side. And when the umps are on their side, it's a, it's we're going to lose. Number three, my MLB best bets was it was one of the worst days of watching the bets because we went one and two. We've had 0 and three days before. Generally, right now, we're 116 and 87. We're doing very well. But that day was so bad. We watched the Cardinals go down 7-0 in probably the third inning, battle back, and then blow it once again. Then we move on to the Royals. They put on one of the worst offensive performances by a team I've ever seen. Whit Merrifield is the only player who we will start to talk about in our top 10 second baseman list. But besides that, they just looked anemic at the plate. And then my only win was the cheating Astros, who we both, do not like it all. So I had to watch them be my only winning bet. But so I had to just turn off baseball. I had to just turn it off. So I'd like to talk about two things that actually kind of made me happy this past weekend. Okay. I just, and it's not even baseball because I just had to turn off the entire sport. Cause it was, it was making me too emotional. I feel like it's still sports though, right? It's still sports. Of course. Yeah. USA versus Mexico in soccer. Great game. Ethan Harvoff. 
He was a backup goalie. He made a save for them to win. It was three to two. And there was a last penalty kick to save the game. And the backup goalie did the job. Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna was Willie. Mc, I think his name's Willie McKinney or something like that. They all scored goals. I'm not the biggest soccer guy in the world, but I was it very, doesn't sound like it. I was very surprised of how much I enjoyed the game because I'm one of those typical baseball heads who's who thinks soccer is the most boring sport in the world. But I was so intrigued by this USA Mexico team. I'm like, I'm fully on Team USA at this point. So I am, I wouldn't call myself a soccer head, but I do really enjoy soccer. That's what I grew up with. My mom is a big soccer person. She coached me uh, in AYSO. Did you ever play AYSO? I didn't. Like, See, that's how much of a non-soccer guy I was. Yeah. Never played soccer growing okay, up. So I actually logged a year of high school soccer. I was the backup goalkeeper on freshman B at Oak Okay, Park so you were really good. High school. I was super good. I was like, <laughs> I was Pulisic level. Um, but here's how I'm going to call you out. Horvath is how you say Horvath. that last name. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Pulisic, not Pulisic. People say it all kinds of different ways, but Pulisic is what I really believe people say. And <laughs> Willie McKinney, that's like Billy McKinney. Billy McKinney, I think I was talking about him because he blew yeah. a bet for me too. It's it's Weston McKinney. Oh, that's I wasn't and even close. Here's the thing. Um, the Nations League, as, as <laughs> great as that win was, it Does doesn't it not mean even matter? shit. It doesn't mean <laughs> shit. It's one of those competitions where you still get your A team. Um, and it's great that they won. It's their first Nations League win ever. And it's great that you beat Mexico. But like, we got we to gotta see this in Qatar next year. We, we just have to. Um, Can yeah. I talk about something else that doesn't matter at all? Hold on. You got me on my soccer rant. I'm, all right, I'm I like it. I like this. it. I like it. I'm going to finish this. Um, having said all that, having you put rain on your parade, I'm going to open up the clouds again and, and show you the sun. That was the A team that was on the field yesterday. And Zach Steffen, even though he got hurt, um, that is the A team for the U.S. with Polisic and Josh Sargent and Gio Reyna uh, and Weston McKenney. What McKenney's with Juventus, Polisic's with Chelsea, Sargent's in Germany, Tyler Adams, I do believe, is still in Germany. Like they've got a lot of guys. They're really, really good. Tim Weah was with PSG for a while. I don't know if he's still there or if he's somewhere else in Europe, but like. The U.S. men's national team has a chance to be good, but they're still just trying to hold a candle to the U.S. women's national team, which is the GOAT. So Way better. Got to shout them out. Uh, the other thing you're going to talk about, I, I have an idea. <laughs> I really have an idea. This also doesn't matter, but it was weirdly entertaining. Was it? The Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather fight. It didn't result in a win. There was no knockouts. And there's a very high chance it was staged. But what a fun thing to watch because I was so surprised that Logan Paul actually kind of put up a fight. He really did. did he? he did. And and you could say that, I mean, Floyd Mayweather's 50-0, undefeated boxer. I'm saying if I got into the ring, even after training for all these years, I don't, there's no shot I make it eight rounds. And I think the fact that he even made it eight rounds is something to talk about. The defense was sort of there. He wasn't really keeping his hands up. He seemed very tired. But all in all, I had fun watching it, and I feel like that's the point of these exhibition matches is that you have fun watching it. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know. My thought on that fight is, like, Logan Paul's 40 pounds heavier, and I've always thought, like, what if I got in the ring with Floyd? How quickly would he knock me out? And I am nowhere near the physical specimen that Logan Paul is. I'm going to give him a lot of credit. I'm going to give him a lot of credit there. He looked really good. Yeah. Um, 
So good for him for, for training and actually taking it seriously. Like his brother is his brother's a shithead, but he, he takes it seriously. He's fully committed to being a pro boxer. That being said, I think he gets his shit kicked in by Tyron Woodley. I think that's going to be so fun. That would be awesome. If he just got pummeled by, because then what happens? What happens? That's why I don't think it's going to happen just strictly based on it possibly being rigged because how is he, if he gets pummeled by Tyron Woodley, is the whole Paul thing over? Because now you've proved that you can't beat a real fighter. And Tyron Woodley's a UFC guy. He's not even a boxing guy who's, right. been, re- who's been somewhat retired, hasn't won a fight in four years. So if you can't beat him, who right. do, you just, do you just keep facing the Bryce Halls, the Taylor Holders, the TikTok stars of the world? Or maybe us. Maybe, maybe we'll us. fight him. Maybe we'll fight him. We are kind of TikTok stars now. And star is a, a relative term. I think we're kind of TikTok guppies, but we're, we're going to turn into We're just that. people on the app. Yeah, we are people. We're on, on the, the app. app. We're, I want to be an influencer at some point. When I grow you up, know? that's what I, it wasn't a thing when we were growing up, but when I grow up, I want to be an influencer. We should do lip contouring. Yeah. yeah. That's really big. That is, that's huge. Um, I vote we just like, mess up our skin in any way possible so lip contouring cupping also yes. we have to we have to cup <laughs> um <laughs> what else can we do acupuncture we can throw that on tiktok i think we just, oh, you know what i figured out iced coffee on tiktok big thing that was one of my biggest viewed gambling episodes me just pouring iced coffee I really that. wasn't even special it looked pretty good I, it, looked it was like, good it looked like francia for a sec <laughs> like i know it was, out of a, it was out of a bag yeah, it's it the best cold brew in the world and i'm not even going to give it yet because we need a sponsor dude yeah, but you know can. what's more important let's get out of all this nonsense hold on hold on here's our sponsor of the day all right, Bigelow, Bigelow T has been <laughs> uh, has been a sponsor of the New York Mets radio broadcast for a while, and I love listening to Howie Rose and Wayne Randazzo is a six seventy the score guy, which is you know my station growing up. So I love listening to them, and I always hear Howie Rose say Bigelow T, and I want Bigelow T as a sponsor. So do you want to talk about baseball now? Can we talk about how Degrom might be the MVP right now? Can we talk about how DeGrom looks like Nolan fucking Ryan right now? Better than Nolan Ryan. Better than Nolan Ryan could even imagine. 0.62 ERA up to this point. That is the greatest ERA up to this point to the start of a season that's ever been. I think the closest is 0.96. Guys like Bob Gibson. Um, you who else? Jimenez. Ubaldo Jimenez. Remember that season when 19 yeah. won? Yeah. What a season. <laughs> But Jacob deGrom, and, and what was great is amid, amidst the cheating scandal, seems John Heyman put out a report that 80 to 90% of pitchers are using somewhat of a sticky substance. People started accusing deGrom. And did you see on Twitter, his entire team, his entire team came out to support him saying, basically, there is no shot he's using it. And if he was... There's no way you'd even get a foul ball, right? He, he which was the throw, best. He might have thrown ten perfect games by now. <laughs> Probably. Imagine if he was also using the same stuff. If he was using the same stuff, the twenty strikeout record is gone. I mean, he, and he wouldn't have even given up a run yet. Who would he have given up runs to? He's given I, up four earned runs so far on a home run by Jazz Chisholm and a couple others sprinkled in there. Those probably disappeared, and he's probably at a zero point zero zero. So DeGrom's spin rate on all of his pitches really hasn't fluctuated since 2017. Um, What I do want to call attention to before we get into our top 10 second baseman in baseball 
is the difference in spin rate with Garrett Cole, his first start after this SI article was released, and yeah. the difference in spin rate with Trevor Bauer. And the photo of Savant uh, and StatCast with four-seam fastball spin rate with Trevor Bauer that was circulating Twitter was after six fastballs. It got funnier at the end of his outing. It was funny <laughs> because the trends were made the same. Yeah. I mean, this guy, like, there are so many people that are cheating um, it's crazy. And I'm curious who's going to drop off a cliff. There are a couple of guys that I just don't think will, uh, DeGrom being one of them. Honestly, in a couple of months, we might have to reassess and look at Corbin Burns as a top five pitcher in baseball instead of top 10, because it Seriously. feels like his stuff is legit and he's not cheating. Did you see some of the cutters he was throwing? He had crazy. 13 strikeouts, his own personal career high in his last start for the Brewers. He's still throwing 99-mile-an-hour backdoor cutters, the most unhittable pitch. You can't find a better pitch in baseball right now. I mean, maybe all of DeGrom's pitches. Right. But besides that, Corbin Burns is that dude, and he's delivering every start. And his teammate, Brandon Woodruff, might also be top five. The Brewers are exactly – I mean, they need to add a bat. But such a good playoff team if you run into them. Those three starters, our boy Freddie Peralta, almost threw a no-hitter. Freddie um, Peralta was through a no-hitter. Yeah, it, which is awesome because that's our guy. It's our I guy. do, you know, I, I did kind of get somber for a moment um, with the Brewers because I think you saw Keston Hura got sent down to AAA yeah. again. Um, I just want to put to rest the Keston Hura criticism right now because there was his mom received a cancer diagnosis this past off season. It's so hard to keep your head on straight and focus on baseball when you have something a lot bigger than baseball alter that. So when this guy's really struggling, like it, it makes sense. Like I could not hit a baseball if, if I had a family member going through that. So I save your Keston Hura hate for whenever, like, give him this year. Like if he's got to spend this year at AAA, if he needs to take a couple of months off, take a couple of months off. Like what's most important is the health of his mom, the mental health of his family uh, and the mental health of himself and baseball will follow. He's a really good hitter. And and you've mentioned it firsthand. So I do want to put to bed speaking of second baseman slash like kind of first baseman. I want to put to bed the, the Keston Hura hate because of that. I agree. I think we give him a pass for this season. Um, just wishing his family the best wishes possible. He, he was a guy who we even played in high school. Um, and ever since we can remember Dustin Demeter, who plays baseball for why I've mentioned him a ton still says he's the greatest hitter he's ever seen in college. This guy has elite bat speed and he's proved in the past that he can be a really good hitter with this cancer diagnosis. We give him the year hundred percent and just lay off Keston Hira. How about that? I'm with you on that. Yep. hundred percent. All right. You want to get into our top 10, uh, second baseman in baseball? I would love to just make me so feel so much better, but I'd like to preface it with this because this list was impossible to make. Impossible. There are 10 second basemen outside of the top six. We love our top six. Uh, that wasn't really moving the entire time from seven to the bottom of our honorable mentions. You could really throw any of them in there. They're all good at what they do specifically, and they all have downsides. And it's kind of who we are projecting will be the best at the end of the season, the best right now. 
So this is our top 10. Jack, would you like to mention the honorable mentions? Yeah, my, my I mean, my brain is mashed potatoes after having gone through all these conversations. And like, Seriously. We, we spent a, probably close to an hour today on the phone, just like working eight through 10 through. And like, <laughs> we, we got heated. Like we both started yelling and all <laughs> this for 12 year old keyboard soldiers to say, Altuve is a cheater. He shouldn't be top 10. You guys are so ass. You should be canceled. Like, <laughs> I, this is Great. so hard. This is so hard. Because oh. we aren't as tough mentally as maybe some no. people will give us credit for. I the think I the hate s- gets to us. When, I, when people yeah. say we're ass or you like look like Papa John, it hurts <laughs> our feelings. Right. Um, no, keep telling me that I look like a young Papa John or that t- Nick eh, 30. E.H. Gate. I, I looked him up. It doesn't even look like him. Yeah, I don't know. Is it the glasses? I'm not wearing glasses this go around. You're not so. even wearing glasses. And you got a hat on. I got a hat on. Yeah. Santa Clara. Hey, shout out my brother. Finn shout out your brother. Yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. Going to be a Bronco. Class of 2025. All right. Uh, the honorable mentions of the top. I don't know. I guess this is 11 to 15. 11 to 15, we like to say. 11 to 15. No particular order. Right. No particular order. These are the honorable mentions that didn't make the cut for the top 10 second baseman in Major League Baseball at the moment. In no particular order. Nick Madrigal with the White Sox. Dude just does not swing and miss. He hardly walks. He doesn't strike out. And he's hitting 325 on balls in play. And as we've documented, the future of baseball lies on Nick Madrigal's shoulders. We documented that with uh, Josh Lewin when he was on the pod Colton Wong, another guy, two-time reigning gold glover. He's the type of guy that's going to be very slightly above average offensively, but he's always going to be elite defensively. He's a huge piece for the Brewers if they're going to contend with that pitching staff. Colorado's Ryan McMahon, 13 homers, tied for the lead at the position with Toronto's Marcus Simeon, but we have to account for Coors Field and wherever the hell the Blue Jays play on a nightly basis. Is yeah, it they play Buffalo, Florida. I right, like, I don't know, but both are just super hitter-friendly ballparks. He's already got a defensive war of 1.3. Dude's insane defensively, and we wanted him top 10, but he hasn't. he doesn't have any track record ever. He's never been good before this season. And now in terms of his WRC plus, he's at 102, which makes him 2% the major league average, even with Coors. And yes, he's doing fantastic defensively through two months. But then again, a lot of second basemen are really good at defense, especially on this list. So yeah, no Ryan McMahon and he's good. But we also got in such a heated debate over Ryan McMahon making the top 10, but he is just narrowly missing and making our honorable mentions. I cannot believe how much time we spent on this guy. We spent so much time on him. Another guy that I really, really, really wanted to get into the top 10, but just we couldn't bring ourselves to do it. Tommy Edmond, who's top 10 in the league across any position in hits. He plays every day. He plays a phenomenal second base, and he's shown that this defensive versatility to hop into the outfield is totally there for Edmond. I like I felt so bad leaving him off this list. He doesn't strike out. He's fast as hell. He doesn't swing and miss. He's an elite defender, but like he <sighs> just doesn't hit enough. And I don't know if he's, hits. Uh, right now he is, but consistently I just I can't not yet show it a little bit longer Tommy Edmond. <sighs> and yes, and we have some guys who are showing it you know, right now that we have on this list. Yeah, I can't even, my brain hurts, dude. Tommy Edmonds should, 
He's the 11th best second baseman. He is the no 11th doubt. best second baseman. He's the 11th best second baseman. And then our final, our final honorable mention uh, might be the weirdest age thing ever, besides Yuli Gurriel being 37 years old. <laughs> Do you know Jorge Polanco is only 27? You're lying. Jorge Polanco he's 34. Is, no, he's 27 <laughs> years old. I want to see the power numbers and the batting average come back a little bit. They're not too, too far off of his all-star season in 2019, but Polanco's just not hitting the ball as well as he was in 2019, and he's not hitting the ball as well as a lot of these guys in the top 10. So let's get into the top 10, starting with you, Pete. The number 10 second baseman in baseball is Adam Frazier of the Pittsburgh Pirates. The second baseman is having a start to his 2021 campaign that is so fantastic as he is typically a field first guy who could piece together a decent offensive season at best before this year. And this year, that torrid pace is something to mention. Right now, he leads the position in average and leads all of baseball, all of baseball in hits and doubles. Normally, he's a guy who might hit in that 270 range and is around major league average with the bat, so we should expect some regression, especially with a 370 batting average on balls in play. But he's made obvious improvements at the plate, right? He's registering the lowest strikeout rate of his career and the highest walk rate since 2018. He hits the ball to all fields, but there's almost nothing behind it. He is in the fourth percentile in average exit velocity. You don't want to be in the single digits of that stack. You don't want to be like in the bottom half. (laughs) You don't want to be in the bottom half. And he's in the fourth percentile. I think right now he is a top 10 second baseman, but I think the Pirates should sell high on this guy. I think they should capitalize on his market value sooner rather than later. But then again, he's top 10. He's hitting 330. Who feels like more of a fluke, Adam Frazier or Jacob Stallings? That is such a good question. Because they're both pretty fluky. (laughs) I would say, well, it depends. I think my gut says Frazier. You think Frazier's more fluky? Yeah. I was going to say Stallings is more fluky. Yeah, all right. But I mean, who cares? (laughs) The Pirates are going to be bad anyway. Yeah, shit. Getting away from our Pirates talk. We don't need that. Uh, the ninth best second baseman in baseball, and this has been a tough year for for this guy for a bevy of reasons, is Jeff McNeil with the New York Mets. And I think 2021, we might just have to call a wash to this point. He's totally a top 10 second baseman. We initially didn't even have him because, like, he's just not really qualifying for anything right he's now. Hurt. He's hurt. Uh, it sucks the Mets had to mishandle his hamstring situation. He comes back from the IL. He plays a whole game on a hamstring strain and re-aggravates his hamstring. And now he's been on the IL since late May. And there's, I haven't seen a timetable for him coming back. Have you? No. I like, that sucks. And this guy is a walking 325. And this year, like, he was obviously hampered by something, which is why his batting average is near 250. But you know, a healthy Jeff McNeil is a top five second baseman in baseball. And he is got a fighting chance for 200 hits every time he plays a full season. So you can't leave him off this list, but it sucks what he's going through in 2021. I agree. I think with the Jeff McNeil, we're going to get a lot of hate because I think some people still think he's a top three, top four second baseman. And I don't think you'd be wrong on that front. He has been playing like that. 
in the past couple of years, but right now when we make these lists, remember we're using 2021 as the landing spot. This is where we do a lot of our analysis for how guys are doing right now, but understanding that track record is important. We put Vladdy Guerrero Jr. at five and Jose Abreu, Paul Goldschmidt ahead of him. Those guys are MVP guys. Vladdy has yet to do that, but because of the start to the season, you move him up to five. Over a guy like Matt Olson, who's been good. Over a guy like Matt Olson, who's been fantastic. Yeah. So that breaks us into our eighth best second baseman in baseball. It's Jazz Chisholm of the Miami Marlins. You may think he's not ready to be a top 10 second baseman, but he shows so much potential and is already having a good start to the season. So we got to get him on the list. This is a potential 30-30 threat at second base and is already showing that ability with seven home runs and nine steals in 36 games. He's on pace right now for 31 home runs and 41 stolen bases. And I don't even think that's completely out of the range of possibility for this guy with this much raw talent. He's in the 96th percentile in sprint speed with a max exit velocity of 112. And he's in the top quarter of the league in barrel rate. Basically, he's one of the fastest, and he hits the ball really hard, and he squares it up more often than not. The defensive numbers are a bit skewed because he can't really play shortstop, but at second base, he's, a, he's an above-average defender. He's just 23 years old, and right now is one of the front runners for NL Rookie of the Year. We could see him skyrocket, skyrocket up this list very soon. I'm very excited of what we're going to see in 2021 and beyond from Jazz Chisholm. Full disclosure, I did not want to put him in this top 10. I know. I had no interest in putting him in this top 10 because he's played so much talent. So much talent. He's played 35 games. But the fact of the matter is when you say he's 30, 30 potential, I see it. I see it this year, dude. Like at the end of the day, I've got to put my track record bias aside. And I've got to say by the end of the year, this guy's clearly a top 10 second baseman in baseball. Clearly. like Clearly. So yeah, I like I agree with him being at eight. He's not deserving of higher yet. He will be deserving of higher in two months when like if we come back to this, he, he might be there, which is so crazy. A guy that I think Chisholm can turn into with a little bit more power is the seventh best second baseman in baseball. And that's Gene Segura. I have loved Gene Segura for for a long time. I mean, it's been five or six years that Segura, I mean, you remember his 200 hit season in 2016? Like the guy's a hit machine. This guy has been passed around at a criminal rate. It was like when Yoenis Cespedes was going from Oakland to Boston to the Mets. There was somewhere in between, right? Is I said Oakland. I, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Cespedes, Cespedes was just being passed around like crazy. And I was like, what's going on here? Was he a White Sox for a sec? No. No, I don't think so. I think those are the teams. I think you're on that. Oakland, Boston, the Mets. But that was all in like a year span, year and a half span. And he was really good at that time. I think that's the same thing that it was happening with Segura. He was going from Arizona to um, Seattle to Philadelphia. Now he's kind of at home in Philadelphia. He's got a lifetime average of just under 290, and he's got an OPS over 800 this year. Like he's pretty decent defensively, but the guy just hits the ball all the time. I agree. Gene Segura is just really solid, and he's he's a guy at seven 
where maybe people might think he's too high. Maybe people might think he's too low. And that's what you're going to get from Segura because he's so consistent and you know what you're going to get. Kind of, you know, what I like about the Phillies infield, maybe outside of Alec Bohm right now because he's such a good player and he's not performing like it, but you kind of just know what you're going to get. Reese Hoskins and Gene Segura and Didi, you just know what you're going to get. You clock them in and they're going to stay healthy and they're going to be totally fine. I haven't done a good enough job keeping up with Scott Kingery. What's his deal? You don't need to. He doesn't hit. Okay. Yeah, you don't need to. Good he to doesn't know. hit. Good to know. So, the sixth best second baseman in baseball is Jake Cronenworth of the San Diego Padres. One of my favorite new players to watch everywhere, play everywhere for the San Diego Padres, registering games at shortstop at first base this season, but could easily go play any of the outfield spots and play above average defense. Second base, however, is his home, and he's a really good defender there. Due to his versatility, he's one of the most important players in the Padres lineup, and that versatility alone could put him in the top 10. But what raises the stakes for Cronenworth is his consistency as an above-average bat. Last year, he had one of the best offensive seasons at the position, and this year, he's fifth in average, seventh in doubles, and fifth in runs scored at the position. Cronenworth has also lowered his strikeout rate from last year to about half of what the league average is. The guy doesn't really strike out anymore. Cronenworth is a staple in one of the best lineups in baseball. And I think there's no real doubt whether he's six, whether he's five, but he's easily in the top six second baseman in baseball. How did they find such a gem with him? Screw them, dude. AJ Preller is a genius. What's he's going genius. on? They find everyone. He's and, a genius. And they're, and they're, ugh, they're rookies, they're prospects, they're all loaded. They're they have Mackenzie Gorgeous sitting there. And nobody even talks about, you know, Mike Clevenger's coming back next year. Yeah. He could be the best pitcher on that team. It's it's pretty cool. And they went to a six man rotation and it, it, because they had, I think, 20 straight games without an off day. And that six-man rotation right now is Darvish, Snell, Paddock, Weathers, Lamette, and Musgrove. Like, that's every, crazy. Every single one of those pitchers would be the second-best pitcher on the Yankees right now. Yeah. Totally. So how do you compete with the Padres if you think you're a playoff team? I don't know. Um, I, I love Cronenworth, and I love his defensive versatility, like this Swiss army knife nature that Cronenworth Seriously. has. Same thing with Hassan Kim. I mean, they've got two of the same guy pretty much, and they're both really, really good. And I totally agree. Cronenworth is, is so firmly planted in the top 10 second baseman in baseball. No doubt. Number five is a freak. Like, he's freak. been a freak. He's just on a team that's been irrelevant for a while. Whit Merrifield of the Kansas City Royals is the, is the fifth best second baseman in all of baseball. He's already twice in his career led the American League in hits, and he's played nearly every game for the past five years. Like That's that's so hard to do, play every game pretty much for five years. He's really fast, yeah, but he's a fantastic base runner. A lot more goes into leading the league in stolen bases than just being really fast. He's 17 for 18. It's not high risk, high reward every day with him. It's low risk, high reward. We got to have the average improve for Whit Merrifield. But if the average does, the world is his oyster and he might be higher than five. But this top four is a really hard list to crack. You know, I'm a big believer in Whit Merrifield. I was saying even in the Royals game, he was the only guy that was alive. He's such a good leadoff hitter. 
and you can tell he's such a good leader in that clubhouse too with Salvador Perez. Um, I just we're we're big fans of Whit Merrifield. Hey, really exciting Jackson Coar MLB debut tonight. Really I'm, I'm excited. excited against Dylan Bundy, who's zero and six with a hundred ERA. <laughs> Let's see how he does tonight. A thousand, a thousand. <laughs> so, the fourth best second baseman in baseball is DJ LeMahieu of the New York Yankees. Yankee fans, I apologize for ranking DJ this low after how incredible he's been the past few years. But this year, he just straight up doesn't look good. DJ has been a model of consistency over the past two seasons in the Bronx. But like I said, 2021 has not been kind. His batting average is down 110 points from last year in a similar amount of at-bats, but that isn't even the worst part. His strikeout rate has ballooned to almost double what it was last year, and the power he's been displaying is almost entirely gone as well. Three home runs in 2021 versus 10 home runs in a similar span, bringing his slugging down to a measly 321. And although DJ has not been great to start the season, he definitely still deserves to be in the top five as his defense is still well above average and he can play all over the infield. I bet if you threw him in the outfield, he'd be fine there too. DJ should pick it up, but it just doesn't look good right now at all. I love DJ and love DJ, bro. I I loved him when he was a failed mission in Chicago with the Cubs. Like, yeah, he was so fun. And then with Colorado, he started to turn it around and then he gets to the Yankees and like, he's good. Also, LeMahieu being a huge dude, I totally did not expect until I actually like watched him consistently. Four, bro. He's big. That whole Yankee guy. Huge. Yeah. I mean, LeMahieu, like, LeMahieu did not play like a big guy. And Mm-mm. all of a sudden, now he kind of plays like a big second baseman that's also pretty nimble. Like, it, it's fun to watch DJ hit. And he's one of the best pure hitters in the game. He really is. No doubt is. about it. Sim- I mean, that, that just goes to show, as much as we're looking at 2021, that even with a tough start to the season for DJ, we still have him at four because he is just that talented and deserves to be up there. But, man, I watch him. It's it's just not looking good. Like, he'll make some hard outs, which I like to see. I mean, his exit velocity is fine, barrel rates, all that that deep stuff, basically showing you how hard he's hitting the ball. It's still fine, but his batting average on balls in play doesn't doesn't shock me. It's, It's not necessarily high, but it's not necessarily low either, so he's not really getting that unlucky. Yeah. I'm nervous. And the Yankees, as he goes, the Yankees go. And with a tough start to the season for DJ LeMahieu, you're seeing what's happening with the Yankees offense. They just can't get anything rolling. And he's decent defensively. Number three is horrible defensively. But, oh, my God, can this guy hit. Third best second baseman in baseball is Marcus Semien with the Toronto Blue Jays. He's a power guy. A power guy. He and Ryan McMahon, honorable mention shout out, lead the position in homers at 13. And he's on pace for as good an offensive season as the one he put together in 2019. People forget all the time that Marcus Simeon finished third in AL MVP voting in 2019. This is the best OPS plus of his career. And the only time, how about this? The only time. He has been over 100 in OPS plus besides that 2019 season. So he's been below average except for 2019 and this year. But this guy is, 
hitting the shit out of the ball. And we cannot leave him out of the top three. Simeon is so very clearly one of the three most impactful second basemen in Major League Baseball. He rakes. <laughs> and, and it's funny because you talk about Vladdy, you talk about Bo Bichette, um, George Springer's coming back. That Blue Jays offense is fantastic. Oscar, yeah. Teoscar Hernandez outside of Vladdy, this is your second best hitter on the team. Totally. And what a pickup. What a pickup for the Blue Jays. God damn it. In my own division, they look so good right now. Ross Atkins. Is that the GM's name? Yes. I think so. Ross Atkins. Dude, dude knows what he's doing. Obviously. The second best second baseman in baseball is my second least favorite player in the (laughs) entire sport. It's Jose Altuve with the Houston Astros. I guess he's still playing really, really well. His 2020 season seems to be a complete fluke as Altuve is back to hitting over 300 and currently has the highest walk rate of his entire career. And combining that with the lowest strikeout rate uh, since 2018, the power is back as well, unfortunately, with nine home runs in 48 games, which puts him at sixth out of all second basemen. He's fifth in hits. He's first in runs scored, and he's third in batting average while providing above-average defense at second base. All in all, this places him at number two in war in the entire second base division. I'm less than excited to put him at number two, but Altuve is back to doing is back to being Altuve again, and he's the rocket fuel for a team in the Astros that will most likely win the division again. <sighs> Yeah, we don't like that. I I I understand like some of the comments saying that the the Astros hate is whole is old, but like I don't care. Is it really old? Like no, I'm in, I'm in it. It's the same guys. Like when they retire, I mean, we're you know, like, I'm still not over 2017. I w- I wouldn't be holding well as a Yankee fan. I understand that, but like I wouldn't be holding a grudge on these guys if they got reprimanded the way they should have been. Agree or like, apologized or, or apologized. Yeah, yeah like I. I don't know. Just nothing fucking happened. Like that's it never, it never made me feel better about the situation no, at all. Never. They just got immunity from the commissioner's office, gave up what they did and then said it wasn't that big of a deal. And they just kind of swept it under the rug again. No, I'm not over it. No, I'm yeah. not over it at all. And I don't care. I'm going to love delivering number one. Yeah, you are. I love this guy. I love this guy. The one that takes the cake and hate this all you want. I love it. And I don't think there's anybody more deserving. Ozzy Albies with the Atlanta Braves, the 24-year-old on the friendliest team contract in Major League Baseball is the best second baseman in all of the sport. The guy's amazing every single day. He's overshadowed night in and night out by Acuna and Freddie Freeman. But this is the best trio in baseball. I think the only one that gets close is Betts, Muncie, and then pick your third, either Seeger or a healthy Bellinger. But I really think on this day, I'm taking this trio of Freddie, Acuna, and Albies. He tops the position in isolated power. He is a power bat. He is on that friendly, friendly contract. He's got power to all fields. He can hit to all fields. He's, he's a really good second baseman defensively. He's a switch hitter. And he's going to his second all-star guy, all-star game. I mean, this guy is as good as they come at the position, and he is as solid an infielder, really, as anybody in the National League. 
what a good second baseman. And I think you could you could make the argument, I would say, for any of the top four as your number one, I'd say right now, because you could just throw kind of 2021 out the window for DJ. Um and Simeon is hitting like an absolute freak. You could say he's the number one. See, then I he- think, yeah, it, what I'm thinking, sorry to cut you off there, but what I am thinking is in two months, well, right now we have Albies as number one. In two months, regardless of what happens to Albies, he will still be in the conversation for number one. In three years, regardless of what happens to Ozzy Albies, he will still be in the conversation for number one. Like this guy's going to stay in that conversation for 100%. so long, which is, I think, why we gave him that edge. I agree. And I think he is definitely the number one. You could even say Altuve based on his past experience that he's still number one. But I think Albies is the choice. I think Albies is the choice there. Yeah. Hey, quick end of the pod. Shout out to Odyssey Alexander with James Madison in the Women's College World Series. I mean, she kicked butt and they just got eliminated uh we're recording on monday they just got eliminated today while we were recording actually but i mean superhero on the cinderella team james madison's odyssey alexander shout out to you and shout out to montana fouts for the perfect game too look at that i genuinely enjoy watching competitive college softball i don't i i I know i'm saying i don't know why but i do know why it's so exciting passion it's so exciting. There's balls in play constantly. Yeah. Pitchers are for real throwing gas and rise balls and change-ups. I don't even know how they do it. And I firsthand, I went to go play the softball team in like a fun little matchup in high school when we, and our softball high school team was loaded. And we got to face some of the pitchers. They're impossible. Like, don't yeah. be that guy who hates on softball. Because if you're that guy who hates on softball, you just lose respect in the entire baseball community. And yeah. then you'll lose respect in the softball community. The softball community is sick. Hey, if you listen to this podcast and you haven't watched any of the Women's College World Series, watch some of the Women's College World Series. Turn it on and tell me you don't like it. And, it's and, fun. Hey, Major League Baseball can definitely take a page out of college softball's book. 100%. Because it's so fast-paced. I love softball. It's so fast paced. And I was looking up during Montana Fouts' perfect game. I I wanted to know pretty much the equivalency of the rise ball that she was throwing in the low to mid seventies compared to, Oh, what's that speed from 60 feet, six inches with a baseball pitcher. And the chart that I found, you know, she was around 72 to 73 topping at 74. That's a pitcher sitting 99 to 101 topping at 103 in a complete game. That's Jacob deGrom. I mean, Fouts Jacob has Jacob deGrom velo, which is so cool. The Yankees play the Twins this week. If they don't sweep them, for your I'm men- out. For your mental health, don't watch that series. <laughs> if they get swept or if they lose this series, I'm out. I'm a White Sox fan. I'm out. Yeah. I'm never out. But I'm out. Hey, we got Cubs Padres starting tonight, which will be good. We we got Blue Jays White Sox starting uh, tonight, which will be good. Um, Dodgers Pirates. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else is catching my eye right now. Like, I Blue guess, Jays White Sox is going to be a good series. Yeah, I think Indians Cardinals might be fun too because Shane Bieber's on the mound tonight, Tuesday. Bieber against Carlos Martinez. Yeah, other than that, I mean, Blue Jays White Sox, Cubs Padres might be the two that jump out to me. So the Cubs just lost a couple games to the Giants. We just called them a fact. The episode before they went on to get swept. What do you think? I still think they're a fact. Um, I think they're going to make some moves. I think this 
this month is going to be very interesting for them. I and I think they're buyers. Um, I think they will be too. I don't think you. I don't think, especially with how wide open the central is right now. Yeah. Because Brewers, Brewers can't really hit right now, and the Cardinals are dealing with a ton of injuries. The Reds have been streaky. You know, they can hit in spots, and then the Pirates are dumpster fire. So besides that, like they have a real chance. I think you add a good starting pitcher. It's just the depth in that farm system isn't good. I, they're going to have to be creative, but I'm very excited to see what they do. Yep. Well, hey man, follow you at Peter Apple twenty three. Follow yes, me sir. on Twitter at Jack underscore McMullen eleven, I think, and then at Just Baseball Fans on TikTok, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Right? We're Just BB Media on Twitter, and just it's in my bio. So if you go follow me on Twitter, you'll see it in our bio. There we're we still go. trying to figure out this whole Twitter thing. Yeah, we're trying to figure out everything. Although you you got better at it. Uh, there was there was one that I replied to and said you're getting better at this Twitter. I thing. had a decent tweet. And you want to know the backstory of that tweet? So I'm walking, <laughs> I'm walking down the street and just randomly I outburst. I'm looking at the Google, like the Google facility. I'm like, wow, it's a Google facility, the Google complex. What is it? The Google know. business operations. Yeah, building. yeah something. It, it's located in New York City. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that Google, you know, we see Google. There it is, Google. But, and I was like, oh my God, I bet the Wi-Fi in there is just so fast. And a bunch of random people on the street just started laughing. And they were like, that was a good joke, dude. And it like, let so me immortalize good. this. <laughs> it made me feel so good. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to tweet it. Got six likes, which That's is sick. like a personal high for me. Yeah. Good for you. All right. Versus All right, I, tweeted, podcast. I tweeted a photo of a mocha and I got more than that. So I know. You. Well, that was a beautiful, it was beautiful picture of mocha. coffee. It was a beautiful picture of coffee and it's right under my building. How about that? So I can go get, I can go get that aesthetically pleasing coffee whenever I want, but this was our episode for Tuesday, June 8th. Have a good week. We'll talk to you Friday. Thank you everybody. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.